Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Mom Bitch. I'm your host, Alonda, and I'm so happy you chose to tune in today. This is episode number 17, Don't Call Me Shoddy. I have a guest. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> How y'all doing out there? Good to see everybody. Well, good to be seen by everybody. Who are you? Oh, my name is Shay, the one and only. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, here to support my beautiful wife anywhere I can. Yay. So how was y'all week? Mine was pretty good. Um, Just getting used to the new third shift position. Um, Other than that, it's been a pretty relaxing week. How about yours, baby? I had a great week. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, I work outside. Got rained out a couple days. Other than that. It was a good week. Got a chance to spend some time at home with the fam. Can't be mad at that. That's always good. Um, and as y'all can hear, we have another guest in here, Nyla. She's awake, so you're yeah. probably going to hear a little bit of her, and you're probably going to hear a little bit of the princess in the fog, but um, we're going to get on through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so we made the decision. We finally made the decision to take Nyla out of daycare. Um, it's something that, as y'all know, we've been back and forth with for a couple of months. Um, I finally got the position that will allow me to have her out completely. Um, I work basically while the kids and my husband is asleep. So I think that the schedule so far is working out pretty good. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I think it means I've just adapted pretty well. I mean, you know, Sucks not having you in bed at night, you know, a few days out of the week, but you know, not every day out of the week. Yeah, and you know, I, I with any job I get, I like to keep my weekends free. So, as long as we have that, I try to get you not to work on the weekends. Maybe you'll go back to that after um, the money start flowing in regularly, but we shall see. Get it while I can, baby. You know. Yeah, um, I took Nyla to um, the daycare on Friday so she could say her goodbyes to her daycare workers. Um, she hadn't been there the whole week, and then I finally contacted the director to let her know what was going on and that we decided to keep her out. So she told me to bring her in that Friday so they could say their goodbyes and we can pick up her belongings. So I did that. And like I was telling you, um, the ladies, they all cried. They all said they're going to miss Nyla. And they really want us to just pop in with her here and there. I mean, you know, she's been there since, what, like 10 weeks old? 10 weeks, Mm -hmm. And she's like 13, almost 14. So she, they've known her pretty much her whole her whole life, and you know she was a little itty bitty thing when she first came up in here. Now she's a little chunky little thing, a little still, little short. But yeah, she's something else. So tell them about our date record while I get Nyla her passy. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, we uh, had a good thing going for a couple weeks. You know what I'm saying? I think we. Started out with the birthday weekend, you know, we celebrated, went to the little Mexican sports bar, that was a nice little time. And uh, the next week, uh, what did we, oh yeah, we went to the Father's Day, Anthony Hamilton jump concert at the amphitheater, not too far away. Great time, 
good atmosphere, grown folk music. It was a beautiful thing. I appreciate that, baby. That was one of the best Father's Days I've ever experienced. Well, many more to come, Daddy. Many more to come. You are an excellent father, an excellent husband, and you deserve to have those moments. I know it was, I talked about this on the last podcast, how it was so much um, things this year for men, like on social media, talking about how they never get gifts for Father's Day and how... You know, the mothers always get this extravagant stuff, but the fathers don't get anything. And I think that's unfortunate. I think that you should really celebrate your husband, the father of your children or whatever, because parenting is not easy. And especially if it's, you know, a father that, you know, either you're with or they're at least in the kid's life and helping you out because it takes a village to, to raise these kids. So if you have that active father in your life, you really need to celebrate him. Oh yeah, fathers are definitely uh, crucial to the whole, you know, shebang is just ridiculous. I can't understand how the folks out here knowing they got babies, you know what I'm saying? You know, within distance, you might even go on a visit. That's, that's ridiculous, I couldn't, I can never. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I just don't see how you can live your life knowing that you have children out here, whether you're a male or female, and then not do anything for your kids, not speak to your kids or anything like that. I just some people just don't care. I consider ourselves very fortunate. Yeah. Um. So, uh, like Shay was saying, we were on a um two-week streak for our um date nights which date nights for us is few and far in between because you know we either won't have a babysitter or we just don't want to try to search for anybody and shay's pretty much a homebody and i don't have to be out in the streets like that but um i like to get out sometimes so it really don't be a big deal to go anywhere but once in a blue moon, you know, I like for us oh, to yeah. get out. Like, I'll get out, but I really like for us to get out as a couple mm-hmm. sometimes. So, But we were supposed to ha- go three weeks in a row. I know I was telling y'all about my homegirl's birthday party in South Carolina. But due to babysitting issues, we did not um, attend the party. So we're still on that two-week streak. Maybe we'll be able to make it three in a row another time. <laughs> Yeah. So um I know I briefly spoke about the um the um death of comedian DC Young Fly's um partner Jackie O and um I didn't um I didn't elaborate on it too much just out of respect for the situation and you know i don't it was early on and i don't um know them personally or whatever but i basically was talking about how i'm good on getting surgery now like i don't have the desire to get like the tummy tuck and the bbl and all that that i'm gonna try to work out and i was kind of on the fence about it for a while you know since having nyla because I mean, of course, it's important for me to be around for Tristan as well. But then you add another child into the mix and, you know, you just start thinking a little more about those risks associated with Mm -hmm. surgeries. Um, So 
and you can talk about this because you listen to more of it. There's been like some backlash um, towards DC Young Fly since she died. Um, I don't understand where that's coming from or how people think that's cool to speak on that, but you can tell what you heard. I mean, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was way too soon to even be speaking on this young lady's death and everything and, you know, her relationship with DC. Uh, yeah, I just heard him. I don't know the guy's name. I don't even want to give him any credit, even if I did. But uh, yeah, he was just wilding, talking about how he, how much he didn't love his kids, and he definitely didn't respect the woman because he didn't make her his wife or whatever. I just thought it was mad disrespectful, even though he might have had a point. It's just way too soon. I said. So my whole thing, what it was, like like you said, it was way too soon. But it's like, who are you to comment on people's situation? Like nowadays, people aren't too quick to get married. Some people don't even want to get married. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, it's not uncommon to be in a relationship for a long time before you get married. You don't know what those people's plans were. So how dare you say that? he didn't care about or love or whatever his baby mom just because they didn't get married yet they could have got married next week and we wouldn't have known it you know what i'm saying so i just think that was too much i think he was reaching a whole lot and then this was like i want to say it wasn't even two weeks after the young lady passed that he was making these comments like i just feel like there should be a rule in media where you can't speak on anything like that until shoot six months later i don't know but that was just too soon trying to get views you know got the shock shock value Mm -hmm. like i said even if i knew his name i wouldn't speak on it right so I don't know. Also, what was going around on in my um, social media circle was I saw a couple people make a post along the lines of DC Young Fly um, sacrificing Jackie O. Like, you know, a lot of people be talking about this Illuminati stuff. And, you know, I don't, hey, I don't know if the Illuminati is is real or not, but I just feel like for nobody to really know that answer, people shouldn't be making comments like he done sacrificed somebody. Like you just sound real crazy to me. And I almost deleted the people that were saying that for my page because I just don't be wanting to be associated with foolishness. I mean, first of all, DC Young Fly is not even on that level of, you know what I'm saying, Illuminati need to watch them like that or whatever if there was illuminati i mean they they looking for folks like on jay-z level type shit. yeah dc young flock okay, yeah we know him and he's popular but i mean it's not like the jay-z i mean he's basically you know and... say, i mean no disrespect to that to that young brother but you know say he's like instagram famous type shit. you know say which a lot of folks are finding you know what I'm saying their fame that way and you know saying that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have talent but you know you just it's just how it is nowadays you know what I'm saying I'm from the old school where shoot if you want to get noticed you got to what like R. Kelly you know what I'm saying you know he, how he got got put on he was down there at the subway singing on the tracks you know what I'm saying but nowadays it's a lot easier just 
turn that camera phone on and And post that joke and somebody Mm -hmm. catch it. Yeah. So you know that I be like in these different Facebook groups and it be like certain questions and debates going around. So one that I saw um, recently said, why do marriages of uneducated couples last longer than educated couples upon their exposures, but yet it doesn't last. First of all, it didn't make sense to me. Second of all, the audacity of you to say, why do marriages of uneducated couples last longer than educated couples? Like, who are you? I, I just just because I don't know, I haven't read all of y'all books, now I'm uneducated. What made her determine like i just want to know like who she's referring to i wanted her to be specific like give me an example of the educated person and the uneducated person who was she talking about black folks and the goddamn the underprivileged white folks but shit, she black or african her name is like adobe only You know what I'm saying? Being black in America and being African, I mean, being from Africa, born and raised, that's two different black folks. I hate to say it. That is it true. Is. And actually, the like true African people, they don't even like us for real. <laughs> I mean, they don't. Us because, I mean, hell, you know, media is a mother. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they see. You know what I'm saying? The, the shows that they broadcast over in, in any other country in the world. You know what I'm saying? They, all they see is black folks as pimps and things. So when they get over here, you better believe they're looking at you like, nah, stay away from him, please. Mm-hmm. They tell their daughters, their sons, stay away from them. Black Americans. They turn their nose down on us, bigger than white folks. So another, um, this was kind of like, so basically the girl needed opinion. So I'm going to read this to you and I want you to give me your take on the situation. So it says, I need your opinions. This morning, my boyfriend asked me out to breakfast. I told him, how about I make you breakfast instead? He said, sure, then came over. While I was cooking, he was on his phone the whole time. So I started listening to music to disrupt the silence. Then when I'm done cooking, he says, I'll be back. I have to go to the store. There's no orange juice. Then I said, what? Breakfast is done. I want to eat my food hot. So if you leave, we'll both have to eat alone. He then proceeds to say, okay, and leaves to go get the juice. When I told him I wanted his attention and my reward for cooking for him was to have him eat with me, I could have eaten breakfast on my own and not cooked at all. He then says, I am controlling down to me, dictating the time and place he's allowed to be on his phone and that I was trying to force him to have water with his breakfast and that feelings Feelings aren't facts because he wasn't trying to be rude or make me sad. Do you all think I was controlling? Uh, 
Nah, I mean, really, my thing is, my first thing I think about when I hear that is, when did he ask, I mean, when did he realize there was no more shoes? <laughs> I mean, if she told him if he asked and she said, you know, ain't no more shoes, you know, while she was getting ready to, you know, start cooking or whatever. And he, he just took that time to probably on his phone, do whatever, and then with breakfast right on, go get some more. Okay, then you're a dick. But, you know what I'm saying? He found out, you know, right at the end, right when breakfast was being served, uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah, we got no orange juice. Well, I mean, you know, some folks, like me, I will go to the store for some orange juice. I think I did it the other day, didn't I? Mm-hmm, you do do that. <laughs> but see, I knew, and y'all gonna have to bear with me because the baby, but... I knew, I knew after the first time that um, there wasn't any juice that you wanted juice for your breakfast. So now, like, if I'm in the middle of cooking and I realize there's no juice, I'd be like, hey, baby, there's no oh, juice. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like when you was making a plate and I was like, oh, yeah, let me get some orange juice. You was like, oh, well, I had no orange juice. No, it was like you was, like I said, you had just started or you was in the middle. So yeah. Definitely understand. But uh but yeah, for real though, I think dude was really being a little bit I don't even wanna put a word on it, but he was being extra, pretty like that. I mean, calling her controlling. I wouldn't say that's controlling. If he just would have told her, Hey, listen, I want orange juice for my breakfast. I don't wanna drink water. Uh, and if she didn't want to wait, that's something hard. I mean, what's the big deal? I um, It was a couple things with the thing. I don't think that she was being controlling, but if she said to him, I like my breakfast hot, so it looked like we both going to be eating alone. If she said it just like that to him, I could understand how he was taken aback. Mm-hmm. And also, um, if you didn't have anything else in the house, just water, like I don't know too many people who want to eat breakfast with water. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you got a stove, juice or something, something milk, yeah. something, but not no damn water for no breakfast. Yeah. So, um, I could kind of feel him on that. And then especially the fact that um, he offered to take her out to breakfast. So, that leads me to believe you treating for breakfast. You said why don't you come over and I'll cook for you instead? So that li- would lead me to believe that you got all the fixings available this gonna for be better breakfast. better than any restaurant we go to. Yeah. So how, like, that's your boyfriend. So how do you not know that that man like juice with his breakfast? So, like, it was a big old debate in this group and people was commenting and, you know, giving their opinions. And then, so she came back in and she was kind of popping off. And, you know, some people were saying, oh, he cheating. He was just in his phone. My whole thing with the phone part was, I mean, you was in the kitchen cooking. Sometimes, depending on what you're cooking, it's loud in there. It's kind of hard for somebody to talk to you. And some women don't like for you to be in the kitchen while they're cooking, number one. Number two, was he supposed to be the one to spark the conversation? If you really wanted conversation, you would have sparked the conversation with him. And then nine times out of 10, y'all would have been having a dialogue. Now, 
if you was trying to spark the conversation and he was still in his phone, I mean, then that he, would send a red flag. Was he in another room or something? Or I mean, she didn't say that. She just said that he was on his phone the whole time. He wasn't even talking to her. So we like start a conversation with him. So, I mean, I, like I said, I don't feel like she was being controlling, but I do feel like she was being a little extra. But come to find out now, so after everybody was saying, you know, like, what's wrong with you? That man wants some juice with his meal, blah, blah, blah. You should have known. Y'all must not have been together long, blah, 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 whatever. Then she came back and said that they both drink a lot of water, but she also had other options like coffee and milk and stuff like that. And that she just felt like he was just distant and acting funny or whatever. I just feel like maybe she was being extra with that too because y'all don't live in the same house. If he didn't want to be there with you for breakfast, he wouldn't have came over there is what I would think. So I don't know, but um, hopefully they was able to work that thing out. I saw this other thing going. Um, right. I saw this other thing. and I was telling you about this the other day one of my Facebook friends had posted, like shared the status and it was like me realizing I met up with a stranger from the internet and now I'm married to him and her caption was happily married too. And then, you know, I had to comment. I was like, same here. I said, happy as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought that that was pretty dope. But this is kind of like a relationship episode. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But I think I have one more thing that I saw that I wanted to discuss. And it says, and this is just a question that you can answer. If you suddenly became a billionaire, do you feel you have to take care of your whole family? And it says whole family in quotations. Whole family, we talking about second, third cousins? I don't know about all that. We talking about it's, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, family, close family, cousins. Yeah. Oh, everybody's straight. Billionaire? Mm-hmm. Everybody's good. So, yeah, if I'm a billionaire, I'm going to, and I'll break it down. Like, billionaire right now, I'm going to take care of my mom, my aunts and uncles. Now, with my aunts and uncles, they'll have enough money as to where they can pass that down to their kids or whatever as they see fit. But my mom, my aunts and uncles, my siblings, and then, you know, of course, you, that's our family too, and your parents and siblings or whatever. And how much money get? I mean, we married, so it's, it's our money. That's how I see it. That's not how you see it. Oh, uh, don't play with me. Let me find out we need a prenup for future monies. <laughs> this podcast blow up and I need a prenup on that ass. <laughs> all right so there's a tv show that i started watching on um an episode or two back i was telling you all about the show seeking sister wives about the um snowden so now they have a show called um seeking brother husband so this is the women who wants multiple husbands and um i didn't i don't like like the show right now but it's interesting enough for me to 
want to continue to watch it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like all of the men in this just seem like they're soft, like they're pushovers and stuff. I want to see like a masculine, manly man in this situation and see if he would be willing to be a brother husband. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and of course, I want Shay's opinion on this, but um, he's over there tending to the baby. So. <laughs> But yeah, so like they all were like, I don't know. They all were like, I don't want to say that they were like punks or anything like that, but they was all just like soft and like pushover type dudes. But I just want to see like some real men like in this situation. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, my opinion on that is pretty much I'm sure like every other heterosexual man that has a good head on his shoulders. Uh, I mean, to each his own, first of all, but I don't see how that could work for me. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you gotta be pretty much a pushover to be in that situation, don't you think? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So, my, th- my whole thing is this. Like, I believe in fairness in relationships. Now, don't get me wrong. The only husband I want is you. I would never be asking to bring another man to, into the household. You know what I'm saying? But my issue is that a lot of men be down for, like, poly situations when it's them and, you know, two women but when it comes to a woman wanting the same thing with two men, it's a problem. It's a big deal. That's what I don't like. Right. I mean, I mean, that's a fact. I mean, there's more women than men in the world. But that don't matter. I don't think that that matters. I mean, it kind of matters. I mean, if every woman wants their old man, it ain't gonna happen because it ain't enough men in the world. And if it, you know, but I mean, matter. it is a big factor to me. I don't think that's a factor. I feel like if you done found two men that you want to have as your husband, why is that different from a man wanting two women? I I just don't get that. I don't know. I mean, I can't speak on to tell you the truth because it's something I it never crossed my mind. Yeah. But like to each his own. Yeah. <laughs> So let's get into news reports. Um, I, you know, this is my worst segment because the news reports I be finding, like in regards to children, just be like so devastating to me. I just can't believe like some of these people are even allowed to have children in general. They clearly shouldn't have been able to have children because because of the outcome of the situation, but. Apparently, a Ohio woman is being charged with murder because she left her infant child at home for eight days while she went on vacation. At home by herself for eight days while she went on vacation. And when she came back, the baby was dead. And then come to find out, this isn't the only time she's left the child. She had um, asked the neighbor to babysit the baby a time before, and um, she uh, didn't come back for over a month. 
she kept calling and calling the mom and she was telling the mom like i can't afford to get the milk and stuff you need to come back and get your child and all i can say is that's a good neighbor because anybody else would have called the police and that child would have been in child protective services that's a shame i mean ooh. I imagine. that's why you got to be careful you should respond into that's another thing i wonder where's the daddy do you know was there a daddy in the life does she know who the daddy is like i don't like it it don't sound like it because clearly he wasn't watching the child another sorry stuff. well i mean it depends on i mean if mama if the mama don't let him see his baby i mean, I mean that's <laughs> but true it sounds like she didn't want to see her own Baby, because you just dropping the baby off for a month at a time with the neighbors, and then finally you didn't even want to ask the neighbor. This time you just was like, "Fuck it, I'm about to leave the baby home by itself." And what you thought was gonna happen to the baby? Like it just sounds like something's wrong. It has to be something wrong with that lady to think that she could do that without anything happening. And why would you want to do that to a child? You know what I'm saying? So the next thing is uh, um, a Uber passenger shot and killed the driver of the Uber thinking that he was taking her to Mexico. So now she's facing murder charges. So she thought like he was going the wrong way or whatever and she ended up shooting and killing him. And this was in Texas, I believe. Um, what are the races of these folks? So the know. lady, the lady that killed no. him was black, uh-huh. and then the um the Uber driver was Hispanic. <laughs> she was like, not today. Mm-hmm. So it says Damn. a Kentucky woman visiting Texas that shot and killed her Uber driver after claiming he was trying to kidnap her is now facing murder charges. Phoebe Copas, 48, was booked into El Paso after her um, arrest on June the 16th. Her bail was increased to $1.5 million after charges were upgraded from aggravated assault, causing bodily injury to murder after the driver died. The family of Danielle Pedra Garcia, 52, um, said that he was removed from life support on Wednesday. His niece told the outlet that he was not a criminal or kidnapper. A GoFundMe created by his wife described him as the sole provider of the household. So last Friday, officers responded to a call for a shooting at 2.19 p.m. on one of their highways. And then... Um, at some point during the drive, she thought she was being kidnapped and she shot the man. So now the man done died. He um and she is being charged with murder. Wow, how quick your life can change. You know, once like you're in the Uber on, on your way to probably a joyous occasion, and <clears throat> next thing you know, you're in jail for life. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, so the last news report that I want to talk about, I actually caught wind of this today and it was a video going around on social media about a dispute in a fast food restaurant in Chicago. 
and um a woman and a man was in there they didn't know each other they got into it about something and all of a sudden this dude just starts punching her like she was a dude like he was coming from the way back and he hit her like three times but at the time when they was was um getting into the altercation she was texting her son and she told her son who was 14 to um come on in inside and bring the gun and so when he got in there like he he got in there at the time where they were still arguing but after he hit his mom the boy shot the man in the back so then um i guess the man was trying to leave the restaurant or whatever and the mom was instructing the son to kill him so the son followed the man out the door and shot him two more times and those were the shots that killed him you see your daughter just bought me in the eye yeah, I mean, only thing I can say about that is, you still on my mama like that? You gotta die. You gotta die. Simple as that. And I gladly serve that time. I watch a lot of um, like crime TV, court TV, snapped, and all this stuff. If you want, yeah, you gotta die. Like you, something gotta happen to you if you're you hit my mom or daughter or somebody like that but at the same time like i don't want to want to be sitting in prison for that shit. like you got to know how to get off that was self-defense or he was defend you know he was defending his mama so that shot in the back they should have called the police and and that was it but the fact that she's on tape saying kill him and then the boy running after him and shooting him to kill him they not getting off of that shit. I, they might not spend the rest of their life in prison but the boy he's he's gonna spend he's gonna be in juvie till he about 18 maybe even 21 do they i don't know if they transition they let them stay in juvie till 21 or they, they let them go after 18 i don't know but um and she's gonna get some type of charges for you know i forgot what the but it's a felony charge i know that but the whole situation is messed up because first of all you don't he was hitting her like they was in a whole relationship like he just knew this lady like you mean to tell me i'm gonna get in an argument with you don't touch you don't get in your face but you think you about to punch me like that and nothing gonna happen to you that's crazy i mean i love chicago don't get me wrong sorry but yeah, that's, that's the mentality for me. Yeah. So um, today I actually have a fuck that job segment. And um, let me just see if I have the um, the thing saved. Y'all see Nyla a little unruly right now. Hold on, girl. Look, Nyla, look. See, Nyla. Say hey, y'all. Say hey. You can't touch it, mama. No, you can't touch it. So, um... Nope. I was looking for... I I had the um, news report in here, but anyway... Mm -hmm. A um, Texas uh, employee with um, an affiliate, affiliate, let me get this, 
of Delta Airlines um, was killed on Friday after he was sucked into one of the engines of the plane. Um, fuck that job. Like, fuck that job. Um, you mean to tell me that there's not any safety guidelines or whatever? Like, I don't understand how that happens. That you can get sucked into an engine like that. Like, wow, man, I couldn't imagine. I mean, I used to work at the airport, but I haven't. I mean, I guess I never. I mean, I used to work on the, the tarmac or whatever they call it. I had to. The suitcases back to the to the hole where they were holding them and switch them over. Anyway, but I never got that close to a damn engine in my life from the two years that I did work there. So yeah, that's wild, man. Hey, that's so unfortunate. And the crazy part about it, like when I was reading it, I thought that, that was just so unheard of. But apparently, the same thing happened with American Airlines seven several months back, in which one of their employees got sucked into the engine. And in that case, they were found liable and they ended up having to pay like $15,000 fine or whatever. But I don't feel like that's enough. You're a major airline, $15,000 fine. I mean, maybe they are gonna get sued, but as of right now, they had to pay a $15,000 fine to, I don't know who, but I guess to like, some the aviation or whatever. I don't know how that works, but fuck that job. <laughs> That's crazy. Peace to that brother. All right. Well, we are going to get into the topic of today. And, you know, since my husband is on the show, I think it's fitting that we have a little relationship talk and let the people know about like how we met and, you know, everything that happened and how we're at the point that we're at now so i don't want to influence the conversation so i'm gonna let you start off with how we met okay uh you know hell i kind of you know just been separated been separated about two three years at the time uh you know getting ready to get a divorce but not quite divorced yet, and I was, you know, just moved down to Atlanta from the Maryland the DMV area uh, after about 25 years before that Chicago, called Chicago home. But anyway, yeah, I went down here enjoying my single life, and I was on Facebook and saw a post, I forgot what the post was about, and I saw the pretty girl in the profile picture and I think I'm I don't know I think I commented on the post before I went straight to the DMs <laughs> but uh yeah so that's how that started you know and eventually I you know said something to her in the DMs and <clears throat> you know we had a nice you know back and forth back and forth for you know a day or two or whatever and you know, eventually, you know, she we wanted to see each other. And, you know, her, her being in South Carolina and me in Atlanta, it's not too far of a drive, three and a half, four hours, something like that. So, yeah, she uh, drove on down, her and Tristan, to come spend the weekend with me. And 
I was very much looking forward to it. I was on my way as she was driving down from South Carolina to Atlanta. I was driving up from Florida back from like a weekend getaway with a friend. And I think we I think she might have gotten here maybe maybe half hour before I did. So yeah, and that was the first time we met. And I the thing I remember about that first meeting was I was walking around the house and I didn't have my shoes or my sandals on and I hit my toe on the end of the bed, I think, and damn near ripped my whole toenail off. That was excruciating pain. That was pretty much the most pain that I can remember. So yeah, that was pretty much our first encounter. So yeah. So yeah. And here we are. Yeah, so that's about accurate. Um we did meet. I had I had been a member of this Facebook group um, for a while. It was like a a lounge for the grown and sexy. And I was in the group um, when it first began, when it was only like a handful of members. And but then the group evolved, and it got to be so big that they needed to create a second group. Um, so I think by the time Shay and I met um the second group was created but anyway it's so crazy because there was a post that we both had commented under and um i know i had made a sarcastic ass comment and he had liked the comment or whatever and to this day we cannot remember what that post was about or the comment and stuff like that i just feel like that be like God letting you know, you know, like linking you up with somebody because I would have never been married to Shay, like never would have met Shay if I didn't happen to be in the group that day and make a comment under that post and how the post was just so insignificant that neither one of us remember it to this day. I just think that it was like meant for us to be together. But anyway, he had hit me up in my inbox and I generally didn't respond to men or too many men in that group. Um, and nine times out of 10, I wouldn't even see their message immediately because it would go to like my spam folder. But for whatever reason, I saw his message immediately that day and um when i read it like it was the first time a dude from that group didn't come at me like disrespectfully or sexually you know what i'm saying so i decided to continue on with the conversation with him and for me and i don't know if you had the same feeling you can say yes or no but for me it felt like we clicked instantly you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely i definitely felt the rapport you know yeah, i knew you was cool cool young lady and he was a little young, and you said, I think I, I think you told me I just barely made the cut because you said you had an age limit, an age cutoff, and you like, you just barely made it. It wasn't, I didn't, didn't really have an age cutoff, but like, it just never worked with like older dudes. You know what I'm saying? Much older dudes. Like, you um, are 11 years older than me. Um, 
I've dated people older, like a few years older than me. But every time, like I attempted to date somebody that was, um, you know, that much older than me, then it just like it, it wasn't the chemistry like we had. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, what's the biggest age difference? Age gap? I want to say. Well, one was like the same age gap, but I just think his issues was just unique to him. It didn't have anything to do with like the age. I just think that, but just like other people, I just just didn't seem that we had a lot in common or, you know, like we didn't click well, but me and you clicked, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so we met and we was, um, I came down to see him and then after that um, we were dating for um, about seven months Um, I neither one of us was pressed to be in a relationship immediately um, but we did enjoy each other's time Um, however he knew that I wanted to be in a relationship with him like after the first month i stopped dealing with anybody that i was dealing with in south carolina and i was just strictly focused on you know talking to him and hoping that we would be able to be in a a relationship one day true 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 and uh, like i said i was basically newly single so in georgia atlanta georgia doing my thing so I really wasn't thinking about jumping into a relationship in top seven. <laughs> so I was coming to see him. It was just easier. Like according to my work schedule and his work schedule, it was just easier for me to come to Georgia to see him as opposed to him coming to South Carolina to see me. And, you know, he gave me a key to the apartment. So um, if he had to work, like if I arrived and he wasn't there, I could just come in and chill and we'll spend time with each other when he get home from work or whatever. So it worked out pretty good for about seven months. And then something happened. What happened, Shay? Why have we been together for only coming up on two years? as opposed to being together for over three years. Oh, because I guess I was still doing my thing and kind of thought, you know, I met another young lady that I was vibing with, so I pursued that for a little while. Which is fine. He, He did pursue that for a little while. But did you inform me that you was dating somebody else? Now we're not gonna get on this podcast and be lying tonight, are we? We're not gonna be sitting here looking dumbfounded and confused when I ask this question, right? I mean, like before we went to Mexico. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, but how long were you in a relationship? Now, this is the key word. He was in a whole relationship with somebody immediately. And I was dating him for seven months and he was telling me that he wasn't ready for a relationship. 
And still to this day, I don't understand how he just popped up in a relationship. Like it was, it's, it was literally a pop up. All he had to do was tell me, hey, I met somebody, she's here in Georgia, you're there in South Carolina, we're clicking hard. So I'm going to try to pursue that. You know what I'm saying? That's what he should have did from jump. He didn't. He didn't tell me that he met somebody. He didn't. He certainly didn't tell me that he was in a relationship with this person. He continued to talk to me every day as if everything was all cool. And the only red flag that I saw was that I, um, um we usually couldn't go a month without seeing each other and we were supposed to have spent valentine's day with each other and um by t- by the time valentine's day come it would have came it would have been about a month since we saw each other so when valentine's day came around he um was like acting funny he was like making excuses as to why we couldn't see each other, whatever. So at first I didn't think much of it because, you know, we were not in a relationship, but it just was a little unusual that number one, at this point, you know, we usually don't go past a month without seeing each other. And then maybe he didn't notice at that time because it was kind of early on, but you know, I'm big on holidays. So it's important for me to spend you know, Valentine's Day with the person that I'm seeing at the time. You know what I'm saying? So um, he was acting funny. And after that, I started asking him questions like, um, you know, what's up? Let me know what's up. Like you acting funny, you're a little more distant. Um, we were supposed to see each other on Valentine's Day, but we didn't get to see each other on Valentine's Day. What's up? And what was you telling me? What was you telling me why, uh, when I'm asking you what's up? My memory don't work that way. Oh, I, it don't. Like men's memory, we don't ever. He was telling me that you know it's all good, like nothing's wrong. You know, me and you always gonna be good. I just want you to know we always gonna be good. But he still wasn't letting me know that he done got in a whole relationship. By the time I found out he was in a relationship. It had been a month. They had been together a damn month. Like, and then he was going, I had my weight loss surgery, as you all know, in Mexico. And he was my companion. He was the one that was supposed to be going with me. So it was about, it was two weeks before we were supposed to leave. And I was supposed to start my um, pre-op diet the next day. So I had ended up going to brunch with my homegirl because it was going to be like my last meal before I start my pre-op diet and start my new life, you know, after having weight loss surgery. And from the day Shay and I met, we spoke, whether it be by text message, phone call, or video chat, we spoke every day, multiple times a day. It was always a good morning message, and it was always a good night message from the day we met. And this particular day, I ain't heard from him at all. So, you know, like I was having brunch with my homegirl, so I wasn't thinking much of it. And one o'clock rolled around and I realized that Shay, I hadn't heard from Shay. So I texted him, I said, damn, 
you really ain't fucking with me. I said, I ain't heard from you all day. And then that's when the conversation came about in which he finally told me about this young lady he was with. And not only that, he met somebody, but he was in a whole relationship with her. Yeah, probably not the best way to go about it. I love you though. Niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't shit. But anyway, so that was that on that. So at this point, I'm like, well, shit, I, I don't ever have to speak to you again because I was not the woman in my adult life. I have haven't been the woman that's been pressed about a man. Like if you tell me that you don't want anything to do with me. I'm going, going about my business. And especially the fact that you and I didn't live in the same state. You think that I was driving to Georgia for some dick? <laughs> I could have got dick in South Carolina. Like I was driving to Georgia because we were kicking it and we were supposed to be building towards something. And imagine the hurt that I felt, felt like what the fuck was we doing for seven months? Then you just immediately pop up in a relationship with somebody else. Like not even dating in a whole relationship. My heart was broken. Like I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was so devastated and distraught for weeks. Sorry. I don't know what to say. What you want me to say about that? I mean, I didn't handle it the best way. And if I could have done it all again, I would have done it differently. So, anyway, he still went to Mexico with me. I'm like, how you gonna go to me? I, I would have went to Mexico by myself. It was too late for me to try to get somebody else to go, and I would have went by myself. But he told me he didn't want me to go by myself. He wasn't gonna do that to me. And I was like, well, how your woman gonna feel about that? And he was like, it, it doesn't really matter because, you know, I'm not going to, like, it's already was planned. I'm not going to let you go by yourself. Um, she's just gonna have to understand. And so he he did come with me to Mexico. He helped me out, you know. Um, I really appreciated that. And um, he was talking to the girl, and this was the kicker for me. Like he's telling the girl he love her and all this shit. I'm like, God damn! <laughs> We're dating for seven months. You wasn't ready for a relationship. All of a sudden, you popped up in a relationship, and now two weeks later, y'all in love. I'm confused. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. We were done. He was in a relationship and I was going to let him be. And I really didn't have to talk to him no more. But he insisted on keeping in touch with me and Tristan. Is that correct? Right. Okay. So then what happened? Uh, well, then the shit hit the fan. Uh, the young lady was going through my phone and saw the messages between you and I and maybe somebody else or whatever. And, you know, me, I'm, you know, yeah, okay, we in a relationship, but we ain't married. Uh, I just don't like folks going through the phone, so I had a problem with that. So I just stepped back from that pretty, pretty good for a couple weeks and I don't know. Just didn't work out from that point on. She couldn't trust me and I couldn't trust her. So. And let me just add, after 
you know, I knew that he was in a relationship with somebody else. I don't believe that we had many, if any, inappropriate conversations that like she would read and be like, oh, you know, you, you being disrespectful to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of our conversations were about y'all. You know what I'm saying? Just general conversations about, you know, me and Tristan in life or whatever. Because like I said, we have been talking to each other every day for seven months. You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't even talking to my friends and family. I don't talk to people on the phone like that. The most you'll get from me is a text message. But Shay and I had clicked so well that for me, you know, I mean, clearly for both of us, because I don't even see you now talking to anybody on the phone as much as you talked to me when we met. Yeah, I'm not a phone person. Yeah, so we, I mean, every single day, I don't think there was one day that we missed talking to each other outside of that day that was like the, the major red flag. So, you know, she was going through his phone and I'm not trying to, I wasn't in a relationship, so I can't speak on it. She was going through the phone. She didn't want him to be friends with me whatever he was saying to the other ladies he was talking to. I don't know what that was about, but that clearly she felt offended and that was inappropriate, whatever. They were together for, what, about five months? And then they ended up breaking up. Yep. Of course, there was a little extra drama in between. We're not going to get into all of that. But that was basically the gist of that situation. They broke up and then probably about a month later, we decided to be in a relationship and we've been in a relationship ever since. Best move I've ever made. Getting no sugar. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> My baby. So now that that's out there. Um, yeah. So y'all know that my um birthday just passed and um i always do like a series of facebook posts and um in one of my facebook posts it was like a birthday picture or whatever and then i had like screenshotted my cash app you know and you know those memes that go around that say it's my birthday all month accepting dinners money whatever you know general Thing. I think I share that same thing every year with my cash app every year. Some years, some of my friends or family members cash at me and some years they don't. I'm not pressed about it. It's just something that I do. You know, like when I was coming up um, on your birthday, you would people give you dollars and you'll pin that to your shirt. You know what I'm saying? When people see it pinned to your shirt, it could just be a stranger in there give you a dollar because, you know, they know that that's like the thing that you do for birthdays at least that's what we did in pennsylvania you know what i'm saying so you can do that shit in shot well in pennsylvania get that, get that dollar ticket. now i'm sure in certain areas in pennsylvania <laughs> of course but in my you know just in my neighborhood or whatever around my family and friends you know hey you have the money pants on you and your family and friends add a dollar to that or whatever that was just customary or whatever but so I did that this year, as I do every year. I might not have done it last year. I don't know. Uh, last year was a little different because I had just had a baby or whatever. But 
um, did it this year, and Shay had a problem with it. Shay, what was yeah. your what was your problem with it? Um, just like, why would you put your cash up out there when <clears throat> you know you're a married woman and I don't want no dude sending you no money for whatever reason. I mean, that's just me. I wasn't even thinking about family and friends. I'm just thinking about some random dude or some dude from the past. Shoot you a dub or something. Hey, baby, lunch on me or something. Nah, we good. Um, so when I posted that, I'm not even thinking about I, I didn't have dudes in my mind. I didn't have exes in my mind. Like, I didn't even think anybody would send me anything. Like, it, it wasn't really... I wasn't pressed about anybody sending me a cash app, but I just didn't understand where he was coming from and how he just automatically went to, you want dudes sending you, that's how he came at me. He was like, you want dudes sending you money, you want exes sending you money and you married. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? So we kind of got in a, like a little back and forth. At? Did you cussing me like that? <laughs> I don't that's know, but happened. I'm just saying that that's, that's not what started. happened. What, what the fuck are you talking about? I know it got a little heated. And then he got in his feelings and he started talking shit like I was just some chick off the street and he gonna call me shorty. Like who? Who you talking to? I'm your wife. Like don't ever call me shorty again. Like I looked at him like I was looking too. Crazy as hell. Who you talking to like that? So that's why this episode called Don't Call Me Show because he, he, like he done lost his goddamn day. You might as well. I'm your wife. You call me Shody like. You call me Shody like I was just some random chick that you was fucking with. I just called you Shody because I was frustrated. That's it. Ain't <laughs> that right, Sugar Bear? Don't call me shorty. I'm not your shorty. I'm your wife. I don't even like when you say wifey. I'm not a wifey. I'm not a wifey. I'm a wife. Period. Period. What else you got to say to the people? What I have to say to the people? Hey, man, just keep, you know what I'm saying, tuning in. We're going to keep putting out that content when well, my baby gonna keep putting out that content every now and then I'll pop up show my grill but uh hey man keep supporting hit that share button so in a minute we're gonna get into fishbowl combo I'm about to go over here and check on my daughter cause she sound like she coughing out her lungs so I don't know if, if Shay has something to say to y'all while I do that <laughs> oh uh, let's see uh I bought them Oreos. I'll sleep on my Oreos. About to make the playoffs this year, baby. Other than that, uh, shit, my Wizards suck, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying they traded away the best players, but we in rebuild mode. We got a whole new front office. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be a rough few years coming up. But I ain't the type of cat that's just gonna jump ship. Never could. I mean, when I was in Chicago, of course I love the Bulls. Are you kidding me? But when Jerry uh, Reinsdorf broke up my Bulls after they had won a second three peat, 
talking about he was bringing Phil Jackson back, and he knew it. He knew Mike wasn't gonna play if Phil wasn't the coach. Yeah, man. Once they tore my Bulls up, man, I was done with the Bulls. I couldn't believe it. It was ridiculous. I wish for nothing but hard luck ever since. Yeah, and then, you know, I moved down to Maryland. And I started, I opened up, you know, my brother and I, we opened up the, the arena that the, the, the Bullets, as they were then, or Wizards now. And we uh, opened up, you know, so they built a brand new arena. So my brother and I, we was working for, like, the concession stands and everything. So we were, like, you know, we went to the first events up in that joint. So I've been a Wizards Capitals fan ever since. So. Time field. All right. Well, let's get in the fishbowl combo. Um, Daddy, how many questions you want to do today? Trayvon. Three. All right. So, are we going to do it like we all draw, we both draw a question to answer our own question, or just whichever question we draw, we both answer? Whatever question we draw, we both answer. All right. Go ahead and grab the first question. I remember how to read. <laughs> what is your favorite memory of us? Hmm. I think, uh, man, favorite memory. I mean, hell, we had a great time last weekend at the concert. That was, that was a hell of a time, you know. I mean, I don't have to go up there. I mean, I want to say, of course, you know, when the baby was born. You know, like, you know, that's of course that's always up there, but but I would say even you know, Father's Day was a dope Father's Day. Okay. So, you know, so I would say that. All of that sounds good and sounds appropriate and sweet, but my favorite memory of us, you know what it is. Oh Lord. When I had got him, this was when we was just dating. I had got him fucked up for his birthday. What was it like? Was it your forty ninth birthday? Yeah, it was his 49th birthday. I had came down and I had him playing drinking games. And this is what I do. Like I be getting friends fucked up with them drinking games on his birthday. And I had him damn butt naked in the tub in the fetal position. <laughs> it was not pretty. If that video ever surfaces, she might disappear. <laughs> All right, question number two. What have been the highest and lowest points in your life? So my highest point was the birth of Tristan. Um, I had, ever since I was a child, I had wanted to have children and it just didn't seem like it was in my cards. And then Finally, at 31 years old, I was pregnant and I gave birth to a healthy baby boy. So that was my highest moment, along with, you know, the recent birth of Nyla. That's up there in the highest moment. But Tristan was first, so I have to say him first. And the lowest point in my life was um, it was like a year span my um dad died in a car accident and then a year later my brother died he got shot and still to this day nobody knows what happened so what about you daddy 
Oh, wow. I mean, of course, the birth of all my children, that was lumped that all into one. But other than that, I think uh, it was uh, watching my son play baseball. I really enjoyed that. Uh, There's one particular day, you know what I'm saying? My mom and dad had a, a family summer camp at the house. And it was like maybe 30 kids from all over the country came and stayed in my mom's house and my son he had to I had to go pick him up from the day I mean, from the from the camp uh to, so he can attend this baseball tournament you know about three four hours away i forgot the little town's name in maryland but uh for hope beach but uh so yeah so he had a tournament and the the camp actually Loaded all the kids in a couple of vans, you know, cars or whatever, and they made the drive up there to see CJ play in, in the game. And he actually made a like a, a all star play where everybody in attendance, you know, Sam and my dad and my uncle John, who you know the the patriots of the family, you know, saying that was so happy and so proud of my son making that play, you know, saying in front of. Of my dad and my uncle, so and then everybody else, of course. But yeah, that was one of the highest moments for sure. Okay. Uh, lowest moment, uh, I don't know, probably what couple weeks I was, you know, saying in my in my feelings after I had left my wife, my ex-wife, and we were separated. But I had jumped right into a relationship with another year, so a couple years after that, after being separated. And then we broke up. So then, then I moved down to Atlanta and I was just, for a couple of weeks, I was just really like, man, what is going on? I mean, I'm not with my family anymore. So yeah, that was a pretty rough time. A couple of weeks right there for sure. It's definitely understandable. Yeah, no doubt. All right, question number three. All right, Tell me about someone you no longer speak to who you wish you were still friends with. Oh, uh, that would probably be my man Sean Hatchet. You know what I'm saying? We was real tight, you know what I'm saying, you know, in high school and everything. And you know, we just went our separate ways after we pretty much graduated from high school. But you know, we still keep in touch through social media or whatever, but but yeah, that was my guy. For me, it's my friend or former friend. Her name is Jackie. And um, we used to hang tough. Like, I used to, like, spend the night at her house. And she always, she was, like, getting into cooking and stuff at the time. So she would always, like, have a breakfast, like, these fruit, fruit patterns. And I would spend the holidays with her family and stuff like that. And, like, you know, it didn't matter whether we had a disagreement or what. Like, we was just always tight. And then, like, when I made the decision to move down south, it was like her and a couple other people just, like, instantly got phony. I remember, like, I had moved down to South Carolina, but I was coming back because um, in Pennsylvania, you had to get your car inspected. And my inspection had ran out, so I didn't want to be on the highway driving all the way down south with my tag bad. So I, um, you know, back then I was a good girl, so I worried about shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, 
I flew down to South Carolina and then when my taxes was coming back, I um, came up to Pennsylvania, um, got my car inspected and then drove it back down south. But, you know, I had wanted to see Jackie and a couple other people before I left and they was just like, you know, um, nowhere to be found. And then I heard from somebody else that she had made a comment like what she wanted us to do, roll the red carpet out for her because no, bitch, I, I'm not going to be back and I'm not going to be coming up and down the road because I don't even like Erie no more. You know what I'm saying? And so it sounded like she was always a hater, basically, because how you just out the blue just have a problem. And ever since I left, we probably talked. I can probably count on one hand how many times we talked, but we was like this for years. So. Yeah, but you know, you this is somebody that I spent a lot of time with, so I often miss her. Like I often miss those friendships. Now, since I've moved down south, I have gained a few solid friends, and I'm starting to gain some here in Georgia. So that's dope. But when you talk about the people you grew up with and you spent like your youth and some adult years with, you know, what I'm saying, and then they just switch up on you like that. It's kind of hard to get over, you know what I'm saying? So, but Daddy, I think it's been a pretty good episode. What oh you yeah, think? oh yeah, great episode. Great I episode. thank you for being a guest today, and our and our precious daughter. I thank her for her shout out to her actions. Hey. <laughs> She's talking about some hey. <laughs> she did pretty good. She did pretty good. Yes, yeah, she did. But I think that that is going to conclude this week's episode of Let's Mom Bitch. As always, you can reach out to me by email at letsmom.b.podcast at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at Let's Mom Bitch. I have a YouTube channel. This video will be posted to the YouTube channel. So check that out. Like, share, subscribe, comment, leave a review. Tell your cousins, your aunties, your friends, your man, whoever about the podcast. We're trying to get this thing popping and we're trying to see how far it can go. So, again, I thank you all for tuning in. But you know what we have to do before we go. I have to give you all the affirmations for today. And this one is geared towards couples. It's geared towards us because this was a couple episodes. So, we are capable and deserving of a long-lasting relationship. All right, y'all. Well, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Peace.